Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice. Hello and welcome to another episode. It's me and the dog ready to rock. We are here, fresh, uh, in the daylight hours, recording our stuff. Mark, howdy, howdy doody, how are you? It's good, it's nice to see the light because I go to work in the dark, come out in the dark normally, so it's nice to see the light. Yeah, that's right. And uh, as we said before, it's nice to record these when we're both uh, fresh and uh, full of our best answers. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So uh, how's everything with you, pal? Uh, taking over all right in the, the part-time GP world? Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I'm, I'm spending plenty of time in the practice. Yeah, even though it's part-time, you still end up uh, staying longer because you've got more to do. It's, the work seems to sort of fill the day to the least. So, uh, yeah, it's ticking along. It's good. I actually feel like I'm giving more because I'm actually there less. I don't know how it works, but I feel more up for it. So, uh, yeah, it's good. No, I, I agree uh, with what you're saying. And sometimes you do become more productive by doing less and it's a, it's a balance obviously point for, for us all because you, you become so unproductive sometimes when you're tired and yeah, you know, you're getting nothing done sort of thing great okay what's so go on what's happening with you anything uh, some stuff going on in the background with the business that is really exciting but I don't want to say too much sort of thing some of my clients know um, family stuff is, is going good we been to the sort of cinema a few times recently and seen uh, all the latest uh, sort of kids' movies and we've had half term and stuff. So, yeah, it's all ticking over. I tried to keep things, as I said before, nice and simple. Really looking at my policies and procedures and things at the minute within the business, trying to just streamline everything and make sure that everything is as easy for people as possible. And, uh, yeah, as I say, Developing a new exercise process, if you like, and I won't say any more than that. But in the future, people will be able to come and learn this stuff uh, off off me. So, yeah, doing a lot of exciting uh, stuff behind the scenes, and uh, but you know, banging out the articles there on the blog, which is going really well. Um, so, yeah, it's all ticking over well, Mark. I've got a little sniffle today, if you can hear me a bit uh, nasally, but uh, I'm not sure whether that's this allergy ongoing or uh, whether it's a, a start of a sniffle sort of thing, you know. I need to see the doctor, Mark. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, I, I don't work Wednesday, so you've had it. Yeah, yeah, you've had it. Yeah, yeah. I need to get this this test. And send me the allergy test, man. Yeah, well, you, just... just... Yeah, give, give Craig a ring and send you the test, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Cool, right. First question. Hi, Richard Mark. I've used a gym four or five times a week for years. I eat well Monday to Friday and I'm in decent shape, but I can't get a flat tummy no matter what I try. I can lose weight, but not 
fat off the tummy. As soon as I start to look skinny, I usually give up as I don't want to lose too much muscle. I follow a bodybuilding routine, back, biceps, chest, abs, legs, shoulders, triceps. I do a bit of cardio, not a lot as abs, or not a lot, and abs are in three or four uh, sessions. Any suggestions? Uh, thanks, Jamie. 42 in brackets, looks 32. Uh, can, I, can I give my little bit? Yeah, of course, man. I, I love the way people always go on about they go to the gym, this, that, and the other, and they can't get flat tummies. It's got nothing to do with this, what they're doing in the gym. It's got to do with what they're eating. Yeah, it, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the bottom line, really, because you 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 don't get fat off, like, you know, especially not the, the fat off your tummy by exercise. You get it off by proper nutrition. Yeah, so that's that's exactly uh, the, the the first kind of thing that uh, Jamie needs to to realise is come at it from a, a different viewpoint uh, sort of thing certainly. Uh, but then what I would say as well is he said something is which is interesting, and he said you can lose weight, but not off the tummy. As soon as I start to look skinny, I give up. Okay, so. What happens with a lot of these guys, okay, like he says, he's in good shape and all the rest of it. As soon as they start to lose a bit of size, they don't like it. Now, in order to get a flat stomach, you are going to have to sacrifice a little bit of size, okay? So that, just sort of a bit of advice there, a bit of a tip. You are going to lose muscle mass when you uh, get ripped, as it were, and you, you get leaner. That's just a, a byproduct of it. You don't have to lose significant amounts of, of muscle mass, but uh, and you can maintain it uh, somewhat, but you are going to lose some. So that's the first thing. But going on then, how to actually get a kind of lean stomach, it, the technique that the bodybuilders use, as he probably knows, is, is called carb cycling, and it's manipulating your calories um, in order to to kind of strip the fat away, but the basic premise for a lot of it is going to be a lower calorie, lower carbohydrate, uh, and then followed by periods like a single day refeed, and then back to you know things between intermittent fasting and you know low carb uh, diets, but. You can't go into it too specifically. There's no one plan that anybody can give you that is suitable for everybody to get a flat stomach. Basically, you have to keep chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. And the best advice I give to regular people is do it over a period of time. So, you know, this stuff took me years. <laughs> That's the reality of it. it took took years of little manipulations and little adjustments and a few steps back and then a few more steps forward. And yeah, it's just constant adjustments. But you've got to, you know, expect to lose a little bit of uh, muscle mass. Okay. All right. Question two. Hi, both. Is flu contagious? Sharon, 44. I wrote an article called uh, F U C K the flu jab. Um, so yeah, maybe this has come back uh, as a response to that. Mark, it's a good question. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it clearly is contagious, right? There's no doubt about that. I think everyone knows that flu is contagious. I mean, the bottom line is it's, it's spread by droplets, so people sneezing on you. So, I mean, basically, if you're further than six foot away from someone, you're not going to get it. 
So basically, if someone's got flu in your house and you go up and give them a cuddle, you're probably going to get it because they're going to they're going to snot all over you. But other than that, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, but the bottom line is if, if you if you if you're sick, if you've got the flu, you stay away from people. You don't say you don't go to the doctors because you give it to everyone in the in the waiting room. And um, if you want to make sure you don't catch it off people, I mean, you just got to stay more than six feet away from them. And also, oh, go on. Go on, it's okay. Go on. No, so also the. If one person had the flu and went into the waiting room in the surgery, not everybody would catch the flu. So some people's immune system can withstand yeah. it. So yeah, I don't. I don't have the flu jab just because I don't. You know, it's, it's my personal choice. But I, I see people with flu all the time. And I, I, as it is, it's always, I always gone about it's the terrain, not the germ that, that causes the is this is the important thing. If you've yes. got terrain, in other words, if you you've got good immunity, you're not going to catch it. If if you have got poor immunity, you're more likely to catch it. I mean. It's things like if you have meningococcal meningitis, it's very, very um, contagious, but not everyone gets it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've dealt with people with meningitis many times, and I've not, I've never caught it. It's just, it's just, I mean, some of it's luck, obviously, that you may have been. I mean, if you today you, you've got a cold, your immunity is probably a bit lower. You might catch something else more likely. Yes. So I mean, a lot of it is not. It's not about the germ itself. It's about the actual how you are. But obviously, if you're if you are a bit sort of lower immunity, you don't have a decent diet, etc. And you come in contact with flu, it is very contagious. But you, you know, stay away from people who've got flu if you um, if you don't want to get it. If you've got low immunity, if you've got relatively good immunity, you you know go go right ahead of it. I mean, I, I spend every day in the surgery seeing people with all sorts of bugs, and I quite rare that I get a cold. I, I I often uh, I I don't really mention this to anybody. It kind of just happened with my family. But people say to me, I can't give you a kiss, Rich. Like my little niece now, for example, last I said, I can't give you a kiss. She said, I've got a cold. And I said, don't worry. I said, you can't give me a cold. Uh, my immune system is too good. Yeah. And like, I say that with confidence and, you know, touch kind of, uh, if I can, uh, a bit of wood, yeah. Then, you know, nine times out of 10 or even, you know, 50 times, uh, 49 times out of 50, I, I don't get what people around me have got, the same as you sort of thing. So it's good to really focus back on that immune system. And then that means these things are not contagious for you. Yeah, that's a good point. Relatively, you, yeah, that's a, you still. I mean, uh, some things are going to be contagious, no matter how how well. You know, if you get bitten by a rabies dog, you're very likely to get rabies. But yes, yes, you know. But you, some things are more contagious than others. The flu is fairly contagious. I mean, the cold is is, is the most contagious. So uh, right. But but even then, if you, as I said before, I don't get colds. Well, no. Occasionally get colds, but it's very rare. So if my immunity is there, if I've been, you know, had no sleep, etc., then my immunity yes. will go down, and I will catch a cold. Yeah. But uh, healthier you keep yourself, the less likely you are to pick up uh, infections. Yeah. Good. Okay, so just to remind everybody of that point, really important. Okay, question three. Hi, Doctor Mark and Rich. A mate told me about the radio show. It's great. Fair play to you both. I'm 50 years old and work in metal recycling. My health is not great and I know I should eat healthy and exercise but I just don't have the time. My foot is really hurting me. What can I do to get rid of gout? The tablets don't even work anymore. I take blood pressure tablets too. Thanks. Any advice appreciated? Mark. His name's Mark too. Uh, okay. uh, yeah. the, the, the bottom line is, first thing I'd look at with him is he's on blood pressure tablets. Now, one of the, the most common causes of gout is um, diuretics, in other words, water tablets to the general population. They they actually, you know, if you're, you're on some like benzofluoride or indapamide or even fruzamide for your blood pressure, that is going to be causing your gout without a doubt. Wow. So if, you want, if you're on any of those, 
you've got gout, get off and get on something else, all right? Because they are so much a trigger, all right? That's fantastic. Uh, I didn't never knew that. Oh, God. First thing you do, especially a lot of people are not so much these days because blood flu is not as common as it once was, but it's still one of the commonest blood pressure tablets. And so many people are on it, and they get they get gout, and then they think, "Well, what am I doing wrong?" It's, you need blood pressure tablets. Anyway, apart from apart from that, gout is caused by um, inflammatory process. All right. I mean, everyone goes on about the fact that it's um, pure, excess purines in the, in, the, in the system that cause it. So they tell you not to eat seafood, not to eat. Yeah, I said all these stupid things. Yeah. yeah. So they basically tell you not to eat that. But the bottom line is, all the studies we've done on people who are, were eating uh, meat, but they tend to be more smokers. They tend to eat more um, sort of high inflammatory products. So the epidemiology, that the way of getting it all sorted out, is very difficult. But if you eat um, the, the decent food, the stuff that we say you should eat, the, the organ meats, the seafood, and all those other things, which most doctors will say, no, stay off, and, but don't eat the high omega-6 fatties, the fatty fats, the um, vegetables, and don't eat the high amount of sugar, you will actually lower your inflammatory process, and so that, therefore you can eat these, these foods, and they won't cause the, the gaps. The other huge thing is fructose. Fructose is... It's basically metabolized the same way as alcohol, but without the good bits. So I often gone about that. And alcohol is well known to cause gout. It's a standard joke, isn't it? So if you eat a lot of fructose, you are going to trigger your gout as well. So fructose and inflammatory things, such as vegetable oils, um, are going to cause you to be more likely to have gout. And then if, if you take out the vegetable oils, if you take out the fructose, you take out the alcohol, you take out the blood pressure tablets, then's the time to take out the purines, but not until you've done all that, because you're fine. If you take out all those, you won't have to worry about the purines because you won't get to have the inflammatory process that causes the gout anyway. Yeah. Potted, potted thing about gout. Yeah, that's it. Do the big things first, and hopefully they'll solve it, as opposed to going down to the final de- final detail. Often people say that to me, not necessarily to do with gout or whatever, just lots of things. They say, oh, should I cut out this, or should I? <sighs> Often we don't need that level of detail, Mark, do we? Yeah. No, I mean, it, most people are doing the big things wrong and then they're spreading the small stuff. Yeah, yeah, great. Fantastic, that's that's really good. Uh, Mark's uh, going to appreciate that one. Okay, last question for this episode. Hi, Richard Mark. What supplements can speed up weight loss? Claire, 40. Uh, Mark? You're on your own this one. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, there are lots of different types and categories of fat loss uh, tablets. You've got stimulated kind of ones, uh, stimulant-based ones, you know, caffeine, uh, guarana, uh, bilboa, uh, all these different herbs that are natural and caffeine, which is sort of pharmaceutically made or whatever. You've got green tea. So all the stimulant-based ones, which basically suppress your appetite, supposedly increase the thermogenic effect, so can increase the, the body temperature slightly, uh, through that increased heart rate, really. Those, for me, you know, are not, it, they don't really work. Uh, and, and, you know, fat loss supplements, that's just sort of, you know, say right at the front, you know, I don't really kind of go for them. But if you stick with me now, there are some which you could get if you really want to go for something that's going to help you to lose uh, weight, some sort of supplement. So you've got the the stimulant-based ones. Then there's a stimulant-free uh, um, sort of uh, fat burners as well, which again, you know, they suppress appetite and, and all these sort of little wonderful claims. But I think a lot of the actual, those things are perhaps not necessary. They're missing the point. 
for for a lot of the mainstream population who just go into boots and look for something to help them to lose uh, uh, fat. The best things for me would be things like either uh, something for the thyroid. So like Phil Richards does an iodine forty. Uh, Phil Richards also does a an estrogen reducer. So they they are the things I go for most, but take supplements out of it because you don't really need them. The most important thing for weight loss is carbohydrate management, blood sugar control, uh, and and then detoxifying your liver. So you know any product which detoxifies you or helps you to keep your carbohydrates low then in theory that is going to do it as well because people do love supplements like people do love a pill from the GP mark don't they yeah I'm not, the reason I said you were on your own is because I just I despair of the supplements for weight loss I mean get, yeah, get, get the big things done right yeah. so I have to diet I mean, yeah. don't worry about supplements they're not going to do anything for you if you don't eat eating wheat picks yeah. for breakfast every day four slices of toast and a bagel and a muffin at lunchtime yeah. I mean, you know, totally. it's just not going to do any good for you yeah. so how many supplements you take Oh mate, I had someone the other day, and it, it beggars belief. You know, uh, she she said she followed the blog, but she couldn't have because she she wasn't doing anything right. And to cut the long story short, she's she's come back to me after about five days of just cut out the crap diet, Mark. Yeah. Uh, she's lost four or five pounds. She's like as if her jaw is on the floor. She's unbel- She's amazed how it's happened, and I I'm amazed that she's amazed. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, it's basics. Get the basics right, guys. Don't worry about these supplements uh, and, and, unless uh, they're going to address your health. So uh, fish oil tablets would be a good one in there as well. Right, next. No, that was the last question for this episode then. Yeah, good. Great, okay. Cool, next episode I'll tell everybody uh, where our most popular area in the world is for listeners for the podcast. And it shocked me. And it's not the UK. Okay, so is that all from you, Mark? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, that was good. Okay, great. Let me uh, wind this one down. Okay, thank you for listening, guys. Please leave a review if you enjoyed what we've uh, spoken about. And especially if we've answered one of your questions, try to leave us a review. That's the trade-off there, if you like. Really helps us to keep boosted up on the the old information superhighway there on iTunes and on uh, the internet. So that would be great. And send us your questions. Uh, That's uh, bye from me. You, Me and the GP Radio Show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose, treat or cure any disease. It is not designed to provide specific advice and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor. Please note, we accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.